This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's hit the guest line. Let's welcome aboard uh, a Randy Cross, college football and NFL analyst for CBS Sports. He joins us now. He's joined us before. Hey, Randy, Taz Moose with you. Thanks for a couple of minutes this morning. What's up, Randy? Yeah, not too much. Not too much. Just kind of uh, girding. It's one of my favorite words now. It's girding. I like that for uh, for football season. Hey. Whatever the hell girding is, I'm doing it. Hey, listen, man, you used it right, and it sounded great. So, yeah, uh, uh, Randy, uh, you know, let's start with uh, you know, let's start with college here. Um, you know, besides Clemson and Alabama, um, which are obviously you know they're Clemson number one in the AP poll. We know how good they are. Great quarterback, great quarterback down in Alabama. What what do you think the mo- the the third most interesting or what do you think the third best program set up for success is going into this college football season? Well, right now, I think it's Georgia. I, mean, I think Georgia's gotten to that point. Now they've got to break through here, um, and there's only one way to break through for Kirby Smart and them. I mean, they got to win a national title. They've gotten themselves in that position, uh, and right behind them would be you know teams like LSU and Ohio State uh, that are in the same. Same kind of category, but I think Georgia is the one that's just done it the done it the best the most recently. Yeah, I, I, Randy, I agree with you on the Georgia thing. Totally, I'm with you. And back on, on Alabama, I want to ask you a question, man. Like motivation wise for Saban, you know, with his squad. I mean, you being a former player, you would get up in anyone. I mean, being that they're preseason ranked number two, you know, Nick's not used to that. What do you think it's like for those kids in that team? What kind of motivation? I'm sure Nick's been going to be pretty it's been pretty pretty tough on them because he's probably motivated more than them. What do you what do you think on that? Oh, I think so. I mean, you got what seven guys on the staff yeah. around right now from uh, from that national from that championship, championship yeah. butt kicking. Mm. Um, and, and every time everybody gets cocky, every time you know confidence gets too high, and he may have to worry about it. He's got a pretty good go-to with just a low light reel of that Clemson game, just showing guys, hey, look, you know we were a we were a relative juggernaut <laughs> last yeah. year for yeah. about 13 games until uh, a couple of games where people really figured us out. So. I don't think overconfidence will be an issue. If anything, you know, they can, as much as they can with all the titles they have and all the success they've had, you're going to hear, you know, disrespect and sure. and that kind of garbage out of them too at one point. Uh, to Ohio State, you mentioned them being one of the other teams uh, outside the top two here, Randy. Uh, what about Fields, you know, the, the former Georgia quarterback who transferred to Ohio State, won the starting quarterback job for Ryan Day. How do you think he does as a Buckeye? I think he's going to do pretty well. I, I really look at – if you look at what Ryan Day and the guys that he's worked with while he's been at Ohio State um, for Urban Meyer, I, I think it's a, it's a situation where you got to be really, really optimistic because this kid is a true dual-threat quarterback. Now, he's a better runner than he is a passer, and that's, that's the challenge that Ryan Day has. If he can – Increase, uh, increase his accuracy 
if he can work on his, you know, just sort of make it more natural and more of a quick progression in the passing game, then you get a true dual-threat quarterback, and that could be deadly. And I'd put a guy like Jalen Hurts down at uh, Oklahoma in the same category. I think Lincoln Riley will have a real challenge um, in seeing if he can develop that side of his game because the feet are no problem. Mm. Uh, sticking with, with the Buckeyes for a second, uh, Randy. So Ryan Day, the new head coach there at the Buckeyes, you know, going to be a big spotlight of him like there are most head coaches, but, you know, especially coming in there after my – like what kind of – like speak on that a little bit if you can. I mean, how do you think, mm-hmm. uh, in your opinion, that Ryan Day will do in his transition uh, as as the head cheese there for the Buckeyes? Yeah, you know, if if he was replacing a, a Woody Hayes mm. or somebody like that, you know, or being a Notre Dame coach replacing Lou Holtz, a guy, you know, at a point in their careers where they've had a lot of success, they've won national championships and they're walking away, um, that's a different deal. Um, everyone fully expects Urban Meyer at some point to be back in college football. So, you know, I think Ryan Day showed last year when the coach was on the sideline for the first three, uh, what he could do. That's the main reason he got that job, and Luke Fickle didn't, who has also proven he can. he's a hell of a football coach at Cincinnati. So, you know, I, 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 think, it's, I think it's pretty obvious this, guy is, this guy's got the chops. And uh, that number one job, obviously, is to have that great record. Number two job is to keep up this dominance over over Michigan. You can keep doing that. You can keep that job for a long time. No, you certainly can. Do you think the criticism of Harbaugh at Michigan is justified, Randy? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I you're in the big you're in the Big Ten. Is it whether or not you can consistently beat Indiana and Purdue and Illinois and them, or is it can you get after guys like Michigan State and Michigan? You know, and the obvious answer is the latter. And they haven't done that very well. And that's, that's the problem Jim Harbaugh has. I, I think he's a really good football coach. I, I also think he gets kind of caught up in his shtick a little bit too much. You know, enough with the glasses and the hat. and The pants. You know, and Don't forget the pants. Stuff. Don't forget the pants. Yeah, well, the khakis. I, I'm not going to kill him for the khakis. I think khakis in the sideline are a pretty no, consistent bro, deal. He wears them high, though. Let's be honest. They come in. They're oh, under. Yeah. They're under his areolas. Let's be honest. Oh, they, you know he. Yeah, he 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 does dress decades <laughs> past his years. Right, he dresses like it's 1955. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, listening to Taz and Roots on CBS Sports Radio. Our special guest right now is Randy Cross, college football and NFL analyst. For CBS Sports, three-time Super Bowl champion, uh, uh, great, great offensive lineman for sure. Uh, let's segue now, uh, Randy, to the NFL, man. Um, everything going on with the Browns, you know, Moose and I talk about it a lot, and it's almost like it's easy for people to start hating the Browns. It's just there's a certain swagger. To them. We all like swagger in our football, but there's something going on there with these guys. Do you think that, um, you know, they have a bullseye on their back uh, to the level of being good or bad right now for Cleveland? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to be – I think one of the more compelling stories of, of this football season is how they actually handle that. Because um, in my 20 years of doing NFL games, you know, before I sort of transitioned over on the college side, there, there were two fan bases. You know, you actually, when you did games, you felt bad for them. And you, you half-rooted for their teams because the fan bases are legendary and they're amazing. And those two are Cleveland and Detroit. 
Well, Detroit's still wandering in the wilderness, but Cleveland at least is showing signs by some of the talent they're accumulating that they can be a really good football team. And for me personally, I got to root for the Browns. Um, I'm not positive it's going to happen, but you know, for that fan base and having put up with everything they did, including, you know, having that so-called return of the Browns foisted on them in '99 and not admitting that was a, a you know, an expansion franchise, um, I, I think they've done some amazing stuff there as a as a group and. I'm looking forward to seeing Mayfield and everybody else there. Randy, to Indianapolis, uh, luck again not practicing this week for the Colts. Uh, how concerned uh, should you be about Andrew Luck with what was a calf, now high ankle injury? Yeah, high ankle, small bone, uh, little muscle. Uh, <laughs> let's see, what else? Uh, yeah. I, much prefer, I much prefer his old mother uh, Twitter account to all these updates on his injuries as far as his civil war. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Captain Andrew Luck. Captain Andrew Luck. That's it. It is not hard, you know, to look at this and go, you know, hey, if he doesn't play, come on, you're going to tell me that Jacoby Brissett is going to be that big of a difference maker and you're going to have the same kind of team? No. You know, this is when he's healthy, this is one of the top three or four quarterbacks in the NFL, and you need him healthy. And he hasn't, you know, you look over the last couple of years, That's that's been a huge problem for him. Yeah. So, yeah, you are really, really concerned. It's the last thing that Ursay wants to talk about. It's the last, last thing anybody those people, any of those people want to talk about is the short-term, much less long-range health of this guy. Uh, helmets, football helmets, Randy. You know where we're going here. Uh, thoughts? Yeah, you, you, ought to, you, ought to, you ought to wear them. They're good. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, when you play, were you a Max Pro guy, Riddell, bike? Would you wear a bike? Uh, no, I wore I wore Riddell. You were a Riddell, yeah. Remember, all, you remember bike, though, right? Yeah. All 21 years yeah. I played football. Yeah. yeah. Now, I remember bike. It was yeah. like a big inflated plastic bag on your head. Yeah. And my, I think Shut actually Shut actually owned bike. Cause I, I, that that I, I'm pretty sure on that. But anyway, so Antonio Brown with the whole helmet thing, what's your, what's your take? I, I think it's silly. Yeah. Um, and A, it's a problem only um, elite wide receivers and kickers have that they can wear the same helmet for 10 years. Right, right. Because everybody else has contact and wears a helmet out. So God bless you if you can go that long. It, <laughs> it does fit better. But I think it's completely asinine, and it's just a, a, desperate, a desperate cry for attention mm. by a guy that's, you know, sooner or later – he's going to have a, a true implosion. You haven't seen a real implosion yet, but sooner or later, Gruden's going to have to deal with a typical A-B deal. Mm. And this is just giving you a little hors d'oeuvre. It certainly is. And it's been something that Gruden and Mayock certainly have not, um, you know, have not wanted to deal with, but they've dealt with it nonetheless. And you look at a really, really talented player. Randy, I want to ask you one more on college transition back there, you know, I, mm-hmm. because um, uh, surprise teams, a, a big 12 you know, I, I, I think Herman in Texas, I, I think he's got it cooking down there. We've been waiting for the Longhorns to turn things around. I thought last year was kind of a precursor uh, of, of things to come for the Longhorns. Am I overrating Texas, or what do you think about the Longhorns this year? No, I don't think so. I, I think you're going to find out pretty early, though, when yeah, they play are. LSU. You know, LSU is the real deal, and if, if Joe Burrow can actually throw the ball effectively – um, LSU is double dangerous, but Texas is a team that could be could be that surprise team. I think Iowa State 
could be that surprise team in the Big 12. I think Campbell's done a great job with that team. So in that conference, you know, Nebraska in the Big 10, you know, Utah is going to win that that Pac-12. So you're going to have some different names on the list this year. Hey, Randy, we appreciate the time this morning. We do. Uh, we'll be watching on CBS Sports Network, and uh, we'll get you on again real soon, all right? Thanks a lot, no man. No problem, guys. Take- Anytime. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.